the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This is The Next Generation with me, your host, McKenna Cassidy. For the next 30 minutes, I invite you to explore with me what young adults are up to in the Italian wine scene. Today, let's feast on our discussion of Italian wine, travel, food, and culture. Thank you for being here. Grab a glass with us. Chin chin. Welcome everyone, I am McKenna on the Next Generation segment of the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm here with Giulio Bruni from Tosca Winery, specifically their Etna estate, and welcome Giulio. Thank you, thank you for having me, and it's a really big pleasure to me being here. I'm a listener, so... Oh, you're a listener of the pod. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I'm a little excited, yeah. Oh, great. It's a treat to have you. (laughs) We can't wait to learn more about Tosca from you today and all that you do, and it'll be nice for all the listeners to get to hear as well. Okay, so what is Tosca, actually? It's a big word. It's a family, uh, first of all. I joined the the family in 2018, so five years ago, almost six. It's a family business, uh, which is now run by Alberto Tosca. So the family is really involved in the business. A family that started to make wine really a long time ago. So they they bought the first winery in uh, 1830. In the middle of nowhere in Sicily, in the Sicilian land, mm-hmm. uh, the, the name of the property was Regale Ali, really unpronounceable name. I don't know. And, <laughs> a um, complex word. <laughs> yeah, really, really too much vowels. Yes. And um, family for several years invested their efforts in uh, improving uh, technology and agriculture, innovation, and uh, uh, starting to understand what was. Uh, difference between wine and a good quality wine because you know Sicily was not famous until we'll say 60s 70s for making super high uh, quality wines Mm -hmm. it was mostly involved in bulk wines it was a region where most of the northern region in Italy used to buy wine from and to blend their Mm wine so it, it was not really a region totally involved in good quality wine. Mm-hmm. So this family, uh, together with other big other three families, actually invested all efforts in uh, making good wine. And mm-hmm. uh, they started their process, fam- the family, in uh, Regale Alley. They started classifying this giant property, 1,200 hectares, mm, so quite that's big. That's very big. And uh, classifying for soil, elevation, and understanding okay. what kind of grapes was better feeding with that specific soil and that elevation, the exposure, and started to make a kind of grand clue classification of their pro- own property. So quite an innovative thing for being in a really Sicilian nowhere. So with the time, they started to understand the importance of making a single vineyard wine, the specific blend with indigenous grape varieties. And uh, that's why the Rosso del Conte uh, has been uh, invented, which is a small vineyard 
single vineyard wine is part of the Rome Valley region. Alberto's grandfather oh. came back from a, a Rome travel and uh, understood uh, how the Chateauneuf du Pape was made. Okay. And uh, they really didn't care about a percentage of grapes or times harvest. They used to make a very interesting kind of viticulture, so mixing all the grapes together, mixing oh. all the vines together. So actually, the wine was already made in the vineyard. So okay, like field Exactly, no? okay. and, and they came back and said, oh, we have grapes that are not so far from their grapes in terms of taste and characteristic and mm-hmm. even the soil was not that bad so they started to make a single vineyard wine with the same kind of inspiration wow. so two grape varieties mostly Nero Daula and Pericone okay. uh, bash training so like exactly was made in Rome Valley mm-hmm. and uh, they harvest all the grapes at the same time and making this wine and with a really long age the first vintage was 1970 mm. it has been released in 1976 so which okay, is okay. really long time that for, long. for that period okay Good. just to give you the idea of how deep is the approach even in a quite primordial age for right. Sicilian like uh, right okay that's important too because yeah. like you said it was so mass produced and then yeah. A lot of people just look to it to fortify wine exactly. or nothing like right. of high design mm-hmm. or creativity. And so was this at the Regaliali? Regaliali, Okay, right. okay. And, uh, and where in the island is uh, Regaliali? So it's a kind of, I would say, Bermuda Triangle. Okay, it's in the yeah. <laughs> between oh, it's Caltanissetta in the... and Palermo. Uh, so oh, it's okay. 100 kilometers from Palermo in the south. Okay. Uh, really close to Caltanissetta, a little more further from uh, Enna. But if you try to point your finger on the center of Sicily, it's exactly there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and, That's uh, really amazing. Yeah, and imagine yeah. <laughs> this family really. in the 1830 when they decided to buy yeah. the winery to leave the coastal area to go in that area that was really remote at that time. So right. even now it's not that easy to reach, uh-huh. but, uh, but at that time was a really, I will say, uh, brave the she's It's wonderful. And, yeah. It was the elevation there. Is it very uh, hilly or exactly? Okay. Exactly get the point. So it's a really hilly region. Okay. So imagine that Sicily is covered by mountain for the sixty five percent of the land. So mm-hmm. we are in the center, surrounded by the Madonie mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, there are many hills. The highest elevation in our property is nine hundred meter, uh-huh. and the lowest it's around three hundred fifty. So okay. and we had three other two generations. From the Rosso del Conte yes. inventor, which was Giuseppe Dasca. We had other two, I would say, brilliant men that uh, brought in their own way innovation. So the Giuseppe's son was Lucio, actually passed away last oh, year. Right. It was the guy that brought in Sicily the international grapes, like uh, Chardonnay, Cabernet. Okay, yes. So the legend says that uh, he brought without uh, letting know to the father. So just uh, hiding these grapes and trying oh. to do their own, its own uh, experiments, yes. your trials, and uh, actually had a lot of fortune because uh, the Chardonnay and the Cabernet from Tasca are now mm-hmm. probably one of the most famous international wine Nearly, and mm-hmm. for many times, Tasca has been awarded and recognized for this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had um, the high uh, Chardonnay. It's okay, fabulous. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's made from a specific hill, a specific uh-huh. vineyard, which has been decided in 1980, 1981, okay. when they planted it to vineyard. Uh-huh. Same hill, the Cabernet is a little higher than the Chardonnay, okay. 550 meter. 
and the Chardonnay it's a little lower. Okay. But in the same hill, in the upper hill, there are more rocks, so it's a lighter soil, so better uh, for the Cabernet, inspired to the Bordeaux. It does Totally, you know? I'm seeing yeah. the logic. Rough, yes. No? Yes, and, of course. Uh, and a little more, I would say, clay and some of limestone in the, in the, the, the lower where the Chardonnay with. comes. Uh, wow, someone was uh, doing their research imagine, here. 1980, 1980, 1981, yeah. when these kind of ideas were not neither easy to communicate to the consumer because we were talking right. about Sicily. Were they able to communicate it at <laughs> not, all? Not or at they the were moment, like, not at the moment, okay. but now it's quite uh, easier for us because, uh, yeah, many concepts on uh, how, where the Chardonnay fits better in terms of soils right. and elevation and same for Cabernet. So okay. the consumer now, it's a little more familiar with this kind of concept, but yeah, right. still a lot of job Okay. The Chardonnay didn't delay in export and yeah. like the, the hind and indigenous variety uh, or did it? Uh, we did mostly for Italian consumption. Okay, and, so it's like local. Yeah. Which is so, that's but, awesome. Yeah, but there are some market, United States included, that of course they don't make a, a big importation of this sure. wine. They have many Chardonnay, <laughs> local Chardonnay. Yes. Let's say. And, I prefer the Italian yeah, Chardonnays. Germany is doing very well. Is yes. Germany is still I will say related to this kind of palate and taste, right. they prefer see more uh, gentle red wine and more gentle white wine. So Chardonnay with a little oak, oak touch, mm-hmm. and uh, even we don't make any malolati fermentation, so they are quite sharpy mm-hmm. and quite acidic, but of course are smoother than a Cataratto or a oh. Grillo or a Caricante. Right, 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 right. No? So you're doing no malolactic fermentation, but you no, are doing a touch all of our oak. wives actually don't make malolactic fermentation. Nice. The Chardonnay ferments a little bit on the oak. Okay. We yes, use normally course. 50% new and 50%. Uh-huh. And which oak are you using? Uh, mostly French. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have five different Cooper's brands. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, we, it's inspired by them uh, too, yeah, so exactly. that's good. I will surprise you about this. Oh, please well, do. <laughs> before I have to introduce one, I mentioned a tree generation that changed the destiny of this wine, this family. Right. So Giuseppe Tasca was the roast of the contest so from the single vineyard wine. Uh-huh. Uh, the Lucio Tasca was the one with international grapes. And Alberto Tasca, which is now the CEO, mm-hmm. it's the one that started to... Uh, have a broader vision expanding the boundaries of the family. Mm. So we have now five wineries. Around Alberto, the exactly. In 2001, we purchased a really tiny vineyard in Salina, which is one of the oh. seven Aeolian islands in the northeast of Sicily, very close to Messina. Wow. They are all volcanic islands, mm-hmm. famous for Stromboli, probably, which is one of the most active volcanoes in Italy. We produce their Malvasia which is oh, the most that, local yes. grape. It's a specific phenotype, uh, genotype. Which it's one? Malvasia delle Libri. Oh, yes, Dr. I was Professor Sienza actually says that yes. it's more familiar with Greco di Bianco, so from, more, from Calabria and less from Sicily. Historically, it was a sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the British soldiers that was, were there for some reason for yes. those via ambassadors yeah, exactly, who are listening, yeah. who read <laughs> Professor Shenza's Sangiovese Lambrusco, they yeah. talk quite a bit about Mavasia <laughs> Delipari. Then in 2005, we started on Etna, a little project 
starting from a little vignette in Contrada Sharonova. Mm-hmm. And now, so after more than seven years, uh, 18 years, actually, we are quite mature. We have now four plots, four vineyards in four different Contradas. On we are Etna. On Etna. And the vineyards usually go around the east exactly. side. So where northeast, is... and uh-huh. we are northeast to south. We are... In the north, okay. really north, and they are all located above 700 meters, oh. so quite high. Yes. We are totally focused on Narello, Mascalese, and Carricante, so okay. they are both native grape varieties. And uh, we are doing, a, I think, an interesting study on the Narello, Mascalese, how it expresses how does it work in, in yeah. different kind of soil because of course oh. contrada means many um yeah it's like a discrete things. location now, exactly. yes. now they are mga at yes. all the effects they are described by eruption so most of them are based on different eruption so right. because Athena is a volcano of course and right. but the volcano is not raised just in a day, no? Many no, eruptions. And a, then as time passes, it decays exactly, like, into different levels of soil. Right. So okay. we, have, we talk about different kind of components. So in mm-hmm. the soil, of course... The aliphanes, exactly. if I remember correctly. And, and, <laughs> right. So, of course, chemically, we're almost on the same level, but physically it changes a lot. Right. Because a, a count would be on a, on a soil which is from an eruption of four thousand years ago so mostly rocky soil mm-hmm. probably not that deep and it can be to stay on a soil which is forty thousand years so much more much sandy more, right less rocky because of course what makes sandy on etna is the rock losing is uh-huh. the rock erosion so uh-huh. they hold the so a really basic rule and 90 percent of the times Correct. So the older will be the eruption, okay. the bigger will be the presence of sand because, of course, the rock as Like yeah, it really decomposes exactly. with time. Decompose, yeah, so when it first erupts, okay. it's very, like, sharp, hard. It's literally lava, but hard exactly, as a rock. Exactly. There's really no, like... It's very porous, but there's no soil. Like, nothing's exactly. giving. But then 4,000 years, you have yeah. a light layer soil. 40,000 exactly. years, you have a deeper exactly. layer. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And, and plus, of course, there are sometimes exceptions to this basic rule mm-hmm. where you have a, a old eruption, but uh, below there is another one older with a different composition. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the eruption could be super yeah. explosive. So many rocks coming out from the crater uh-huh. and falling down. And sometimes it could be just a lava fusion. So There's that, totally different, different exactly. types of pyroclastic So imagine materials. to have this yeah. different stratification all the time. So wow. it's really interesting. And it's interesting to understand how the Norello Mascalese reacts. Yeah, to what this. have you noticed in Ex- Oh, so... Uh, of course. We love nerdy stuff on the podcast. <laughs> That's perfect. You can go all so, thank you. So I can leave my jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> we, what well, we understood, which is quite, I will say, obvious, but uh, yeah, it fits very well on the most stressful soils. I think it's a quite general rule. So best wine come from stressing region, right. no? Like Burgundy. What means stressing? So means not many water uh, accessibility. So more drainage. Exactly. Okay. So a rockier soil than uh-huh. a sandy may be better. Northern exposition, this is our opinion, it's it's probably the one that uh, warranty you from many storms or, yeah, it's it's safer 
for certain reasons from the eastern and the south. Yeah. Most of the vineyards are located in a high elevation, so cooler climate, later harvest, which is perfect for the Nello Mascalese, mm-hmm. which needs a lot of time to get the maturation. So I imagine that... So, Especially at 700 feet. Absolutely, yeah. And, but Nerello Mascalese is a later obvious grape. So normally we do the obvious in end of October, beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it can be influenced by the vintage and the, the, the temperature, but most of the time it's really late obvious. Okay. But for the Nerello Mascalese, it's the best uh, kind of condition to have because uh, there's a really thick skin. Okay. So the farther you go in the season, in the cooler season, uh-huh. the better it is for heat because uh, the sugar level doesn't concentrate a lot because temperature is getting cooler. cooler. For the tannini, for the tannins, uh-huh. to have this kind of temperature excursion between day and night, yes. that what, it, what happens in autumn, what we call autumn, uh-huh. if exists still, if it <laughs> still exists, if we still have it's, that. there's this kind of temperature excursion. So okay. it's better for the tannins maturation, which is what makes the Merello Mascalese before to be a wine, even to make a wine because when you have a riper tannin maturation you can do better maceration mm-hmm. you can do longer maceration mm-hmm. without extracting bitter taste mm-hmm. so you have, all that bitterness has ag- developed out of exactly the it's so it's yeah. it's much better but making this kind of approach so to wait on the yeah. plant the right maturation of course you hope to make the harvest very far in the autumn season yeah of course is even the season of the rainfall. Yeah, you're so, risking then exactly. weather change. And okay. uh, when people ask me uh, what means for you climate change, I will never answer, oh, higher temperature. Mm, it's not the point, actually, not for us, because if we look at the data, the temperature is not increasing that much. Okay. Uh, maybe what changes in some vintage is the drier season, which is sometimes longer, or... The period where the higher temperature stays mm-hmm. there for like a... It's like staying It's a, a little longer, no? Okay. Uh, just to give you an example. Ten years ago, to have 40 degrees on Etna was not that easy, quite impossible, a really rare event. Now that can happen and maybe for two days or three days and in the past was unthinkable. Yeah, so that is a temperature increase. But what changed for us is the drastic change between... Uh, Rainfall season and, and drier season. Uh-huh. So if you want to change the name of summer, winter. And uh, sometimes we have a really strong rain in October. For example, in the 2018, we had a big amount of rainfall in October. That was the period that we were about to harvest. Mm-hmm. So that means making a different approach to harvest. Mm-hmm. Even not taking care of the maturation of the tannin. So right. that would be in here not super able to be macerated so and so it would be near more fruity driven maybe less able to age yeah because <laughs> you had to take it a little earlier exactly. to avoid the rain or it's, it's, oh it's wow. sort of, yeah, less structure you might sacrifice some of the development of the green chain we decided to sacrifice our crew wines we didn't make didn't because make them they were not able to be that high in quality right. and super able to age so we should collect them all now. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, the, in the event we can't let's do it now them. and fast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This year was the opposite. We had many rains in June, which uh-huh. is quite strange for us. More or less, fifty percent of the rainfall we got just 
in June. Okay. So actually, the and problem was the opposite. The maturation period was delayed. Okay. We had a lot of peronospora that oh. we destroyed the big the majority of the yields. That. That's a bummer. The old Aetna actually is complaining about that. So we're talking about the 50% this of the loss. 2023. Yeah. 50% of the loss is a big oh thing. Oh, my days. Especially when we talk about a really small region, 1,200 hectare, 278 producers. That's a lot. <laughs> and most of them have less than three hectares. So think to so lose... So 50% of that is, think let's to say, lose like 50, one and a half hectares. Exactly. So... That would be a big impact. Sure, of course. Uh, on on, their on business, the just yeah. amount of wine Especially when they make. start like uh, two years ago, no? And totally. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I didn't complete the history about Tascas, right? It was it's all good. <laughs> we went deeper. Yeah. It's perfect. It's okay. perfect. Uh, we but can yeah. loop back. <laughs> we moved back to the Tasca Sicilian tour. Yes. Actually, so 2005 when we started on Aetna, and then um, 2007 we started a collaboration with a British foundation called Withacker. They own a small island in uh, the area of Marsala. Marsala is a small bay area. There are three islands in it. Mozia is probably the most famous because it's one of the most interesting archaeology sites in Sicily. It is from the Phoenician age. Mm. So there are many Phoenician houses, warehouses. There is even a temple, which Mm. is a kind of cool pool where oh. probably they used to make sacrifice. And it's still totally, I would say, clever. And you can visit, you can touch it. So it's really, wow. it's a really big This is experience. on one of those islands. Yeah. Okay. Maltia. And so we started this collaboration with the foundation, the Withacker Foundation. Mm-hmm. That is another part of the Sicilian history. A, a British foundation owns mm-hmm. an island in Sicily. Mm-hmm. This is because Marsala was famous Founded yes. by the English, founded. not founded, founded, founded by, by the English, yeah, but kind so, of like yeah, the whole industry. Fair, off. so founded yeah. in terms of wine reputation, definitely sure. agree with you. And uh, they were there. This guy, Joseph Whitaker, yes. fell in love with the island, and he was probably an archaeology enthusiast, uh, for sure an hunter. So he used to go back and forth from the island, like 15 minutes on a small boat. Okay. In the past, it was possible to cross the water oh. with a Roman road under the water. So it's like a oh. 50, 30 centimeter from the from the top of uh-huh. the water, from the top of the sea. There is a road. So in the past, the, the people used to cross <gasps> the sea. So the it sea has now risen <laughs> above the road. <laughs> it looks like Christ walking totally. on the water. You can walk on water here. <laughs> yeah. and, wow, uh, that's So awesome. I used to reach the island quite often, felt in love with the island, understood that probably there was some connection with the Phoenician age. Okay. Because probably the fisherman community living on the island was familiar with some strange objects that was not appertaining to that period. So he convinced the people to move out of the island, mm-hmm. buying them uh, uh, houses and a uh, residential okay. place. So he started to make the excavation and he found what is now the Mozia Archaeology oh, Museum. And okay. there are statues. Amazing statue there. It is one of the most one emotional statues. Yeah, yeah. The Giovine- Giovinetto di Mozia. Quite a mysterious behind this statue because nobody knows if uh, it was made by a Greek sculptorist right. or by a, a Phoenician. Because, you know, Phoenicians were yeah. a kind of merchant. Mm-hmm. They were, totally different. Yeah, and yeah. they were friendly with everybody. So probably there were some Greek 
living on the island. Mm-hmm. So, and they indeed this statue probably was brought by the Phoenician in some exchange. I think there was exchange. a Greek and a Phoenician, and they were friends. Probably yeah. the Phoenician was talking to the Greek while he was carving the thing, and now it's a whole <laughs> yeah, mix. Maybe it, was, <laughs> it was a gift for some. It's possible. <laughs> no? Okay. And uh, so this is malt. And there we produced a grillo. So actually, the, the island was an agricultural island. So okay. there were already some vineyards there planted in the between our 70s and 80s but okay. uh, for a long time the University of Trapani which is the most important university in Sicily for who one makes the career in agronomical career mm-hmm. or an analog career mm-hmm. so they were taking care of the vineyards for a certain period even Giacomo Takis was in charge with this project oh yeah. no way he was trying to make for what I know a, a Phoenician wine oh. so not it is you know, bring it back exactly. yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, the, the foundation decided to take a more commercial decision. So they, they were hiring, a, they were looking for a family, a Sicilian family, already establishing the wine. Oh, so in they wanted to make wines on this and island to like exactly. continue. And, and okay. bring the name of the island around the world. Sometimes you know that right. the, the wine could be a vector of culture and right, places. Right, right. No, it's probably what it is. Right. If you're not interested in statues, <laughs> we have wine. Exactly. Come for no. one or both. Come, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so we do this wine, this special Grillo. Uh, yeah, what? Well, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, it's really special. Wow. For real, it's really famous. You know, it's of one course. of the most famous white grape variety in uh-huh. Sicily. Beautiful grape. And uh, probably uh, the island was the place where you know grill actually it's uh, the result of a laboratory craft. Mm. So the Zibibo, so mm-hmm. the Moscato Alessandria, and the Cataratto mm-hmm. have been crafted by this professor uh, named Mendola, who was a barone, a botanical professor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he invented this grape, probably for the uh, Marsala winemaker that were looking for a grape that was both aromatic and structured. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, this grape went lost. Probably the phylloxera, probably at that time were now a lot of good ways to maintain the patrimony of the DNA of a vine. Mm-hmm. And, and so someone they tried to plant the mozia, probably. Mm-hmm. So there are not uh, 100% testimonials of this, but it, it gives a lot of sense because uh, what better place to restart to plant a new varietal? If not on an island, because it uh, can be far from any kind of crossing, no? any kind of contamination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's why we found the Grillo there. Imagine bus training, uh-huh. which is quite strange for that area of Sicily. Yeah. Bus training is famous in the island, but more in Pantelleria, uh-huh. where there's a lot of wind. So the bus training... It's in a little like, exactly, bowl. bowl and to protect by the wind. Right, right, right. But of, that's not the way it's... No, actually, it's on the soil. Imagine that uh, the island is totally flat. So the vine roots actually are in a kind of solution of water, salts, and sea, and whatever, no? And uh, so the wine brings all these crosses. Okay. It's a really emotional wine, I guess. Uh, Different, yeah. Grillo obviously has like cool, just kind of oily texture. Yeah. It's like, but it's like a rich uh, tropical fruit, a little salinity, like you said. Yeah. Like, for anyone who hasn't had Grillo, go find a bottle. Like that is your next action step yeah. after this podcast. Um, <laughs> it you. deserves to be tasted by you, by everyone. If you like white wine that's high acid, dry, and delicious, that is the wine. Grillo. G R I L L O. For those yeah, who are. Yeah, familiar. because it could be Grillo. Oh, yeah, like, Grillo uh, is different. Like Spanish, no. Yeah, we're not. It's yeah. a different pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, 
Coming back to America, Vinitaly International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at vinitaly.com. The last project we started was in 2009, a winery uh, that was already wine, actually, uh-huh. uh, named Salia del Tour. Okay. Another family came in Sicily, like many others, from France, Spain, Arabia. Yeah. You know, it, Sicily is a kind of super melting pot uh-huh. region. No? And uh, this brought, during the Savoy Kingdom in Sicily, started to make wine in uh, the area of Monreale, which is very close to Palermo. Okay, yes. And uh, where is now a DOC. Mm-hmm. They, of course, brought mostly French grapes, mm-hmm. Viognier or Tira. Mm-hmm. Um, they are still alive, but uh, they decided to to ask to the Tasca family. They are actually related now because uh, there has been in the... 80s have been wedding between the two families so you know mm, yes. in the past so Nobel families no and, I uh, get married to someone exactly no? and, uh, on the businesses <laughs> yes so the family the, the Tasca family took over to the vineyards okay and we are now mostly focused on Syrah there which is allowed to use even in the DOC okay you know Syrah is it in any of your Contrada wines uh, Syrah, Syrah, or no, no just... not, 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 not yet yeah so I, I think that the Contrada idea It's mostly the in Etna, like... uh, Etna mm-hmm. area, and maybe something about in the area of Vittoria, mm-hmm. they're starting something about Contrada. Vittoria's going to take off. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, like, yeah. That you can find Cherosuolo in Phoenix, Arizona these days, <laughs> so it's just going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, okay. there is there a Nero a fantastic Nero mm-hmm. and a really different soil. Mm-hmm. Red, limestone, on the substrate, is something really special. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. <laughs> and so you specifically operate out of the Etna property, yeah, right? Yeah. And you, do you live in that town? Yeah, Is that Are I'm, you from there too? No, I'm from Rome. Oh, you're from Rome. Okay, but you live there. Yeah. And then do you do tour, like what does your estate management look like okay. in the day to day? So, Besides knowing every detail about everything, <laughs> which is really cool. <laughs> so actually, so I, I can start saying that um, 50% of my time is dedicated in the winery in the in the state which is located in Passo Pisciaro uh-huh. so very famous location and 50% of my time is dedicated to market visit so oh, I, i travel a lot okay talking about what i do in the winery of course is not make the wine but i'm quite close to the process so okay. we have a proper winemaker and a proper agronomist fully dedicated at the project on Etna. So the idea uh, of Berto having five wineries to have exactly five wineries with a winemaker dedicated, an agronomist, with people living in the territory to understand what is the territory and live the place. So I, there in terms of production, I'm more the guy that uh, can help to lead the finding of the wine. So mm-hmm. this is what the market requires. We mm-hmm. probably can work more. Based on what you learn, you're inspiring. Like, yeah. Of course, the guidelines is what family uh, give us. So like, uh, okay. terroir, terroir, terroir. So is the only expression that I want to have in my wine on Etna. Okay. So working on the vines, working on the vineyard, understanding the, the better practice in vineyard. And so stability for us, it's very important. So... Alberto founded in 2011 together with Cusmano, Planeta, and Cos, a foundation 
uh, named Sustain that was really the beginning to understand what was the biggest impact on making viticulture on the environment, on the society and the economy, and try to measure our impact and giving to ourselves benchmark to reduce our impact and help the tree uh, sector to be better because of us, no? Mm-hmm. Or better to say, to don't be worse because of us. <laughs> and, that we don't uh, contribute damage, no. <laughs> exactly. Right. So this is the, the real guideline for us, so okay. sustainability. So it means... Uh, There's we have 40 wineries in uh, the system. We are now 40, oh, 40, fabulous. and 23 certified, the other uh, 17 will be certified in, inside this year. But there are many other that are starting the practice. Okay. And, 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 and these are all on Sicily. All on Sicily. Exclusively, uh, There yeah. are some consortiums that are curious to understand better how the sustain works mm-hmm. and uh, because it's a quite interesting model because it's all based on measuring all our activities mm-hmm. so starting from how many treatments did you this year mm-hmm. oh i didn't say so like a benchmark the organic certification so no any chemical treatments at all so uh, beside these there is uh, like uh, working on uh, cover crop and so not this herbicide or working on biodiversity. So in proportion to your property, you have to save some space mm-hmm. for dedicated to biodiversity. So mm-hmm. whatever grows, grows. Mm-hmm. And um, Or if you uh, plant new vineyards, plant ex- something else as Exactly. Well. And uh, analyze what is, what is happening in your vineyard. Mm-hmm. So on, on the air, what kind of insects there are. And uh, try to understand if you need to introduce some of those mm-hmm. or working on the right way to don't impact on the soil. So from this year, we starting to don't work on the soil. So not any tractor on wow. it at all. It's people's yeah. feet and only? Exactly. Wow. So it's a big thing. That's huge. Of course, it's not that easy to make uh, in the same measure on Etna, which is a small vineyard or regaleali, which is much bigger. Right. Uh, but it's the effort is really important. Yeah. Or the bottle weight. So right. any producer must use a bottle which is less than 550 grams per each because the weight uh, of the glass. Exactly, the weight of the glass okay. to reduce the impact in the transportation. When you're shipping exactly. it and stuff. Yeah, using clean, yeah. En- clean energy and uh, using local material. Mm. Try to help the local supplier to develop the product that you need. Or a wooden case. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I don't know, an ice bucket mm-hmm. or a bottle. So mm-hmm. we, together with the company, all the sustain, all the producers appertaining to sustain, uh, reopening the glassery mm-hmm. that uh, is recycling uh, glass from 380 uh, communes in Sicily wow. to make a bottle, which is 100% recycled, lighter in weight. Mm-hmm. So... I think glass is infinitely recyclable as well. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. In, in some way, you're a, a good role model for this. That's <laughs> definitely, great, definitely. yeah. I, I'm not trying to make a greenwash to you, but no, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's really okay. our philosophy and what I feel working every day with this family. Yes. And, uh, is that a, something you admire about the messaging of the company? Absolutely, yeah. It's what, am I, it's what I learn every day. I can mm-hmm. tell that there are still things that I learn. Uh, just reading our uh, sustainable report that must be right. done every year. So you can read our report on our, mm-hmm. uh, just downloading from Sustain website or our website, Tasca.com. It's like matrix. So once you get the red 
pill. So uh-huh. you started to see the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. So and how to improve mm-hmm. yourself and even your. I would say community. No? Totally, and it's yeah. constantly creative and inquisitive to be able to make those steps. It's been really inspiring to me. We had a talk a little bit ago from the Sicilian producers yeah. Yeah. and Alberto himself, and I think he helped really create and spearhead this, and um, I, it's just very inspiring. I see the wine producers as a big role model yeah. for how to do that yeah. for companies all over yeah. the place. So, And everyone's been very committed and no. Yeah, 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 like it's so, like non-negotiable. It's absolutely. like, oh no, like this is who we are. This is, this this is what, what we, do. we have to do, and uh, yeah, and because of, we need wine, and if the, if nature suffers because of our winemaking, then it, that's the wrong happening. Like yeah. we can never um, risk not having as great of wines as possible forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, uh, and we think that the only possible future for the wine industry is to be really committed in. Uh, this kind of sensitivity uh-huh. in what happened around the, the wine. It's mm-hmm. not just about wine. So wine right. is just part of the economy, of the social opportunities, and uh, imagine how many workplaces can create a right. winery. Especially imagine on Etna. Etna is a perfect example. So until 2011, the number of producer, active producer on Etna was 55 uh, most of them are very involved in uh, making back wine. I, I don't want it to be rude, but not wine for uh, consider not exactly. Wines. And yeah. uh, now are two hundred seventy eight. Imagine this small location, twenty commons, twenty villages actually. It's wow. might be more correct. More correct. Yes. Uh, the the village where I live is six thousand people living. Okay. And imagine now what kind of perspective can have a guy that is studying now at, at the primary school. So uh-huh. to have such a great big number of industries or companies or interpreters that can invest on him yeah. or, her, or her, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, and in whatever you want to do, what do you want to do? Um, financial uh, uh, sector, or what mm-hmm. do you want to cover? Uh, winemaking, or mm-hmm. uh, tourism, or commercial, or marketing, or designing, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. There is a design studio in Lingua Glossa, so 6,000 people, and a design studio, a graphic design studio. Oh. So there are three people working in this place, making labels, and making uh, brochure, for, oh. making, just in Lingua Glossa, which is 6,000 people. <gasps> so it's it's incredible. That's wow. awesome. It looks yeah. like Milan, like man. Yeah, <laughs> the new Milan. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's basically created like job opportunities yeah. of a new type of job and and constantly new types of jobs that created from that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Wow, it's special to see that happening before your eyes that impact people you know. <laughs> That's very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Just continuing, how do you see your consumers interacting with your products in your travels? Mm-hmm. What are people's reactions to your wines? And what are they seeing in your wines that they love? Okay, so is the question, of course. What I see is a lot of curiosity on Sicilian wines. There is much more probably than the past. Don't to be uh, repetitive, but uh, Sicily in the past, when I started to be involved in the wine industry, 
2010, 2011, I was, mm -hmm. I used to work in, as a sommelier in oh. a star remission, a restaurant. Okay. So I did actually all the careers. So starting to washing glasses. Oh, to, you, from washing glasses <laughs> to, to being the sommelier yeah, Michelin I did, restaurant. I did, uh, the, the diploma, the uh, okay. so, uh, certified sommelier. Yes. And then the WCT. So I was really involved. So everything you're saying yeah. is actually legit. <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> and I worked for a little little while for an Italian wine guide. So I saw the, the wine oh. industry from different perspectives. Mm. What I see now that Sicilian wines are becoming a big thing. So, like, uh, I don't want to be too much self-celebrity, but I think that Sicily will be the next region that will lead the Italian wine uh, reputation. So, of course, we have two big established regions, Tuscany and Piedmont. Nobody wants to take their place. Mm -hmm. But uh, what uh, Sicily can have differently from the two regions before, as I mentioned before, is the variability. So mm -hmm. we have uh, mountains, islands, and uh, coastal areas. We have 21 native grape varieties, mm -hmm. and they are all already established in small areas. So there is an area which is all dedicated to the Narello, Mascalese, and Caricante, Etna. Mm -hmm. uh, we have three different expressions for Nero Davola. The process is completed, so we know what yeah. happens at the Nero Davola in the Ragusa area, in the Marsala area, so in the western area, mm -hmm. in the center. So the Catarratto is becoming a big thing in mm -hmm. Sicily. Grillo, famous, fortified wines. Mm -hmm. uh, sweet wine with the Passito di Pantelleria and Passito di Salina. So we have mm -hmm. really many things to talk about. And... Uh, they are all authentic at the same level. So Absolutely. There's always something new to try. If you've tried some Etna wines, there's always something new to try without feeling lost in the number of choices. Like, yeah. So to come back to your question, so I'm observing a lot of curiosity on this wine. Of course, the tourism is helping a lot. The, the, the tourism is something that uh, we understood that is the real vector of it's the, mm. the real way and to visiting. promote wine. So people visiting you and, uh, okay. and try to open to them the, the, the Sicilian vision and not just uh, uh, being individual. So you're visiting my winery, but actually you're visiting a Sicilian winery mm. that can tell you about the Sicilian history of the wine and not, not only the wine, actually, mm -hmm. and uh, try to build a message of what is Sicily now, mm. I think is the big responsibility of all of you that are part in this the, movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whoever works in the wine industry in Sicily now have to sacrifice its individualism to build a, a, a united message and mm -hmm. talk about what is Sicily now. In the past, Sicily was mm -hmm. just famous for the Hollywood movies like uh, Godfather oh, yes. or Mafia. That's what everyone thinks it. Exactly, no? It is. Now we can talk about culture we, because the wine can be a vector of a culture. You can talk about destinations. So um, wine could be the perfect vector for some destinations. So, yes. And this is what... what it's not only uh, beautiful... And there's not exactly. only one, but also the ones. Yeah, so yes, I, of course. I think the people is ready to understand this, this to kind of thing. That. Yeah, totally. To receive that. To receive that. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm not able to say, oh, the people probably will appreciate it more the Nerello Mascalese because it looks more cool now. It's like a no, small little No, I think you made a good point of, like, yeah. uh, the identity of the communication yeah. of the people, like, exactly. from the area and then people visiting in that interaction is, like, exactly. what makes it... Right. 
Do you want to share your most recent yeah. Hollywood debut? <laughs> in in contrast to The Godfather, yeah. <laughs> what's a what? Tell us about a more recent <laughs> TV shoot. Oh my god, that this is really embarrassing for me. It, I wanted to tell you. I it's, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm worry, sorry. No it's worry. only because we're in the next generation that they'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, White Lotus. Okay, uh, yes. Yeah. So White Julia Lotus. was on White Lotus, <laughs> in I don't know which episode it was, but five. Five. Okay, so I'll talk about it for you. So you don't. Talk about it. Uh, he was pouring wine for the table. And so when they're in the island of Sicily, they're having a wine tasting. The gentleman pouring the wine for everyone is Julia. <laughs> so he's yeah. a star. Not a star. And it, it is not everything about okay. Sicily, but it is a cool spotlight for Sicily. Do you know something? Actually, I neither watched the series. Uh, for always embarrassing for me. But yeah, so it was a big occasion for me to to be part of what I'm exactly saying. So mm-hmm. I, I told you, I'm a sommelier. I'm in the wine industry since uh, 2010 mm-hmm. already. And that was an occasion to talk about Sicilian wine, even if uh, uh, it was not my wine or it was another wine. Yeah, uh, and it was uh, pl- Planeta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like we said earlier, you're yeah. all friends. But was an, an an occasion because actually what what is happening there? So they came in our winery, making a satisfaction, looking for okay. a, a place to do this um, to do their the, the, scene. The, the scene. Yeah, uh, they were looking for a specific kind of setup that actually they wanted we didn't, a table with a the table with and... a patio and okay. all the thing. Actually, we didn't have at that time when they visited the winery. Oh. But uh, I, of course, I brought them in the vineyard visiting the, the winery. And we tasted wine together, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. One <laughs> so, must. So there, were, there was the movie maker, Michael White, and all the, the staff. Okay. Like 12 people. Okay. And um, a month later, they called me back and said, Julio, really sorry, but uh, we decided for another place. But Michael wants you the scene mm. and uh, said I'm not an actor so I don't know if I can handle this thing yeah. but then I, uh, I, I said yeah even because at that time I just broke up with my ex-girlfriend oh, that yes. was American and she's totally addicted to the White Lotus oh. serious one and wow. I said okay could be a nice way to remind her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you like sure put me in the show <laughs> so, that's so, amazing okay <laughs> let's do it and uh, yeah, it was guess. fun. It was fun. Nice. Was fun. Yeah. And I have to say, I haven't seen this yeah. section of the yeah. series. So was it just the scene we watched yeah. earlier yeah. at the table? Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. I don't know if you ever got feedback from your ex. But that's what I, <laughs> I got. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. She was the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, I was on the spot. Okay. The, she sent me the, the HBO spot. Oh, before and she the, was like, the here you are so in the it. show now. <laughs> I said, who you are? <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, They've no, hired no. you for acting no, now. No, we are friends. We are friends. Of we course. Oh, that's fun. Thanks for sharing that. That's a really fun story. That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for the richness of everything we talked about today. Is there anything else you think we didn't touch about Tosca that you'd like to share? On no, that? I think we covered almost all our arguments. And uh, the other thing that uh, to me is really important to transmit to our people and to, to the podcast listener in this mm-hmm. moment, that uh, Sicily is a 
beautiful country to visit. I know it's a region, but to me it's a country <laughs> because it's, it's separated from kind of, the yeah. and, uh, and it's a great country to visit and uh, has many kind of different things. Uh, it requires time to visit, maybe 10 days. has a lot of things to visit, archaeological site, gastronomic, it's a big thing. It's, mm. it's uh, I told you that Sicily is a melting pot, it's a, it's a crossing country between the Mediterranean influences. So it's uh, it's yeah. Arabic influence, it's uh, French and Spanish influence the, the culture of Sicilian. So many gastronomical experience yes. you can do and uh, and the wine is part of the experience. And if they want to visit us, we, our doors are open. And, uh, Go to Tosca. The, the only guarantee that I can tell, that I can give you is we represent our territory and our region in the best authentic way that we are able to do. That's the most that we could ever ask for. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you again. Chin chin. Salute cheers, to cheers, cheers, uh, cheers. Sicilian wine. <laughs> Ciao. Gotcha. Tante Grazie for joining me today. Remember to catch our episodes weekly on the Italian Wine Podcast, available everywhere you get your pods. Salute.